In this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we're doing an introduction to the Gabalian. Uh, we talk about where it came from, who wrote it, what it purports to be, and what can be expected by reading it and uh, following its practices. So sit back and enjoy our intro to the Kabbalion. Hey, Mark. Hey, Brandon. Here we are. Yeah, it's, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. It ha- well, yeah. I mean, it's been two weeks. Yeah. It's been a long two weeks. So we're trying to get stuff out. There'll be a new one coming out today on Ep- the, the Epictetus. Yeah, the Enchiridion. Enchi- <laughs> it's like we've already... Two weeks <laughs> is enough to forget about how to pronounce things. Basically, yeah, practicing it. But today, we're diving into something that I think if anybody's ever heard about the hermetica hermetics yeah anybody's this is the introductory thing because yeah, to to it i think yeah it is i mean i think yeah they, so, the kaibalian the kaibalian you know what we did we forgot to do before we started this episode what we forgot to discuss how that's pronounced kaibalian okay how else would you my son kaibalian i bought, I bought this for my Kaib- son Kabbalion. So my son Enoch and my daughter Esther have this book. They have they their do? own copies. Yeah, the same one right here. Do they read it? Yeah. So like about a week or two. Dude, we should have them on because they probably get understand it better than we do. About a week or two ago, um, Enoch. Well, you know what the thing is, they're kids, and I think they do it to be proud, like so that I'd be proud of them. You know, like look what I've got. Like because Enoch comes in the room and he's like, I'm working, and he's like, Dad, this morning I was reading, and he calls it like some weird, like he called it the kite. K Bay, K Bell, K Belly, K Bellion. Like I, I don't know how he says it. I think it should be the Kib, Kibalion. Oh, that's actually how I pronounce. That's how he pronounces it. That's how it is. Kibalion. That's perfect. <laughs> the Kibalion, and he he came in and he's like, "Yeah, I was reading the Kibalion this morning, Dad. It's a really good book." I'm like, "Oh, what what do you read?" And he's like, "Um." About the mind? About the mind? I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you definitely were reading it. <laughs> well, and so anyways. This is, yeah. This yeah so we'll call it Kybalion, but um, Kybalion's a cool name. Yeah, that's even, yeah, it gives it more power. Well, um, can I say something this about this? This would be a tough one to read for a kid. It, 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 and the thing is, is, like, so I don't go out. I bought this because I was reading it, and they saw it, and they're like, hey, can I have... Like I bought them. They have like the Hermetic. They have the Hermetica. The, what? They have the Hermetica too. Like the one from um, Steve, uh, Timothy Frecky. Oh, Timothy okay. Frecky. Okay. Yeah, that one's more. Yeah. They have that one too. They have their own copies of it. And so. That's Brandon's standard they, works. In a way, it seems like it, right? But so I'm sitting there reading the Kybalion and Enix like, um, oh, so he goes, hey, can I have, can I have that book? I'm like. Sure, I'll order you one. So I got on Amazon to order it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be more people who want it. So I ordered like a So do they have the Centennial one? 
Yeah, they had the same or one. Or centen- centenary. 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 So the we're going the Kabbalion that we're going over today, um, there's different you know, it's a it's in the open what's the, the free it's in the open domain yeah, yeah, comments. It's, it's been it's been comments since nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. So it's available in many different printings. I have one printed by uh Tarcher Peregi. And it's a centenary edition, but they have a regular edition too. Yeah, I got I got this. I got, I have a, a soft or a paperback one. I think it was like five bucks or something. Yeah, and it's like anybody it's can quality. Uh, yeah, no, that one looks. We've had other books that we've purchased that were worse, like this horrible. That one looks no, pretty this good. One's very nice. Yeah, but and it's got a nice picture of uh, Hermes Trismegistus. Yeah, it, like he's like looks like. Uh, oh. Like some kind of like uh like Gandalf. Gandalf yeah. the Grey. But that that's the thing is that that's where the whole wizard thing comes from is this ancient sure. stuff, which is you know crazy, huh? Yeah. So anytime you see a wizard and stuff, it's all from old hermetic alchemist yep. kind of stuff. Which yeah. is like anyway, really pretty interesting. So So the first comment you made, Mark about the Kabbalion was like, hey, what, what do you say? Have you has anybody ever heard of this or right? That's the first comment you made in this episode. Like, hey, who's ever heard of this book before, right? Yeah. And so my interesting story on the Kabbalion is I have I had never heard of it. And through all the years, through all the like the last like 20, 30 years. No, 20 years. I wasn't this when I was 10 years old. So the last right. 20 years of me young. like reading different like books and texts and kind of like being someone who's kind of a seeker and looking for things. Yeah. I had never came across the Kabbalion. Yeah, me neither. And 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 also I had I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode, I had never really come across hermetic uh-huh. uh philosophy either. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like I went and got a degree in religious studies and like Learned like weird. Hebrew and like got into alert. I, I was aware of the Kabbalah. I was aware of like different types of occultic stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you hear about Kabbalah. Yeah, way more. Yeah, but I never heard about Hermetic philosophy. I never heard about the Kabbalion until about a year ago. And I was just like, and what's interesting is one of the very first things, and I think it's in the introduction actually, mm-hmm. one of the very first I things he says it. is, it's not by coincidence that this book you're reading this book. Yeah, actually, it can. <laughs> and when I read that, I was like, "It's not, is it?" Because like I was definitely seeking at that moment. Yeah. And I just I that? found it, and it looked a little strange to me. Like Kybalia, I never heard this before. This is something maybe you know, I don't want to like I don't like delving into things that are like just crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I but I went ahead and bought it. I picked oh. it up. And so it was actually through, it was actually from the Kybalion reading it. Then, then I heard he, the author of the Kybalion, which we'll, we'll talk about today, but the author of the Kybalion actually mentioned Hermes and mentioned Hermetic philosophy. And that's where I first, so we have done many episodes, like what, six or seven episodes on different Hermetic texts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, it, was it was something that I wasn't even aware of. Like, it was like, this unlike, book. Unlike you. It was this book <laughs> that let, that basically informed me that there was such thing as hermetic yeah. text. Because so. I was more, you know, obviously this is the Gnostic deluge, you know. And mm, yeah. I mean, well, I'm just saying. So you, it's a deluge of, of knowledge. Of knowledge, yeah. <laughs> but 
I'm 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 getting flooded by too much knowledge right now. <laughs> I seriously I'm like all over the place. I was telling talking to Brandon about Cabal stuff. Kabbalah, yeah. Kabbalah, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, it's just there's so much stuff. But look, here's that thing. Uh those ready for for the instruction will attract the attention of such as are prepared to receive the teaching. Uh when the people pupil is ready to receive the truth then will this little book come to him yeah, that's it or her such is the law so and it, they call it uh the hermetic principle of cause and effect the law of attraction so and so that's a, and brandon that's, that's the thing is there's there is people today that will that write about the law of attraction no and the, yeah and this the, the one of the first things we're talking about is this is published in 1908 and that that's the beginning well there was a lot of a lot mm. of new thought there was because there was a lot of little societies and little publishing houses that were coming up yeah i mean yeah. uh james allen uh you know did all those books on on uh what's that big one as a man thinketh as a man thinketh um the yeah. the way of earth peace the one the way, that i like the way of so peace. much yeah, yeah like but he was in a different you know thing no, but and there's then, the turn but, of the century. There was a lot of uh, they were kind of reestablishing kind of occult. There, were, I mean, I'm not saying that James or not, yeah, James Allen yeah. was part of the occultic thing, but like with Aleister Crowley and all these okay, and the Golden yeah. Dawn. No, I mean, I know Aleister right. Crowley definitely has a bad, you know, uh, reputation. Reputation, you know, but he was part of the the Golden Dawn. But then he broke off. Yeah, you know he he you did actually your, you did your uh, you did your research. I did some yeah because this is I don't remember where I read that, but I've read that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was and he actually uh, told some of the secrets of them. He got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because he he anyway, it's that's that's a different story. <laughs> but I'm saying there's there's it, what is that? Is that the 18th century? Is that the ninth? That's the ninth end the end of the 19th century. Yeah. 20th to the century. end of the 20th century, I always forget because yeah, it's like counting it's so up. Dumb. Anyway, yeah. but starting from zero, it's tough to think about. Let's just say the way. 1800s, the late 1800s to the yeah. early 19. early 1900s, there was all kinds of stuff going on with spiritualism and kind of uh, a lot of people kind of putting together that religions aren't as different as we as people think. You know that they're not so separate. They're just there's some, a few different things, but the general ideas, at least according to to this new thought, kind of things are the same. So yeah, I, I I agree that that time period there was a lot of thinking going on. Yeah, and we see it to today. If if you have any, I mean, well now I'm talking about like self help kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but it it. Any kind of thing like that, like the law of attraction, the secret, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some of that's a lot of that comes from back way back in the day. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, and not, I'm not. A, it kind of just comes around, like it. It, it kind of. It's cyclical, man. Cyclical nature. It's yeah. like the pendulum. It's the ebb and what's the law of rhythm, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so anyway, we're, um, we're already we're already busting out spoilers. Yeah, we've already but, mentioned the law of attraction you know, and the law of rhythm. Right. Well, hey, we couldn't help it. But to, I think today, and 
today what we talked about doing was in this episode we're just going to talk about give an introduction to what the Kabbalion is what it claims that it is and then what external sources claim that it is too. yeah and but we're not but like we said we're here to whenever we go through something we're not here to be critical of it we're just here to show to talk about what it is and kind of talk through it and say okay you know oh i'm a i'm as gullible as can be i believe everything yeah it's all true man <laughs> like even the things that are contradictory actually though that's the thing that they talk about in here is that things that seem contradictory can be are not you know oh anyway, yeah they're the same we'll get into it but okay so this is published in 1908 and the by it was published by the uh the yogi society yeah that's the publisher but it was published under the name of the three initiates yeah which is not as obviously not somebody's name it's nope. it's a generic term and, and i guess back then published publishing laws weren't like they were today so you can you can just name whatever name you want for the for the author probably i think today you would have to have like it has you have to have some name as either the editor or the you know what i'm saying you just can't say, like, if I wrote a book today, I just can't say, and who's the author of the book? The Chosen Ones. You know, I, just, I don't think that that works today. But back then it worked. So he was able to, whoever wrote the book, which we'll get into that. I wonder if he can publish. You, you know what? Seems like you should be able to still publish. Let's give our, let's our, give our, let's give our listeners an opportunity to comment on that. Because I think that. If you guys know, the, if who you, let us that? know. Anyway, there might, yeah. Anyway. But they 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 decided to publish it under the three initiates. Yeah, and you were talking about the reason possible that sounded like a pretty good one. Okay, because the common speculation is that a guy named William Walker Atkinson did it, and he was actually and, the founder of the Yogi Publication yeah, Society. So he just happened, and he wrote under different pseudonyms, like the what was it the yeah uh, Yogi Rach. Rachamaraka or yeah something I probably slaughtered he also that one. did he published Ramacharaka Ramacharaka yeah the uh Ooh, that's a tough one so the the in your introduction it said something about he had published it under the three initiates the idea being so and I like this I like I respect this so the reason why the in the in the centenary edition of that I have from um, from Tarcher Paragi, they have an introduction by a man named Richard Richard Smalley or Smoley, and his theory, and he gives some. I mean, I don't even know if it's a theory. When you have enough evidence, then it's not, you know you can hardly call it a theory anymore. But basically, he his theory was that the the book was indeed written by William Walker Atkinson, but the reason why he called it. He he went under the name of the three initiates, was because he himself was inspired by two other previous uh, thinkers, mm-hmm. right, at the time who wrote and who talked a lot and about the Hermetic philosophies, and out of respect for them, rather than just taking the name upon him, taking the book and writing it on with his own name, he actually said the three initiates. I would believe for one to kind of rename somewhat anonymous, but also to like pay respect to two other people. And those people, according to Richard Smalley were, um, 
I don't know. What? <laughs> the problem with Wait, having I think it... I saw it over here. Here, turn to the page. Over here oh, somewhere. many candidates have been named. Notably, the occultist Paul Foster Case. Yeah. And then there was a female, too. Oh. A woman. Um... Anna Kingsford. That sounds right. But you, is that the one that that's right here? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Anna Kingsford probably. Well, but this, but there's actually a few. He. So what we know is there's three initiates, but Richard Smalley actually throws out I think about five different names of people that it could be. Possibles. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I I had written down Paul Foster Case is one Elias. Gewertz, and this is just off of Wikipedia, so I just anyway. Um, so that that's the the common idea is that it was him that did it because obviously somebody wrote it. It didn't just come down from the heavens, you know. Yeah, and I and guess it, the, they don't claim it. It did either, you know. But he part of it is you, you know. It, it's a cool idea that it was the three. He did the three initiates because of the two that helped him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. get to where he's at. And, and then so, but also part of it is the whole idea, if it's anonymous or the three initiates, it doesn't have a name of a modern person, then it's very, it's more mysterious too. It's like, ooh, the three oh, totally. initiates did it. When you read things, when I read things at least today and they're like, and I feel my, my interpretation is that it's like, wow, this is a pretty, this is a fairly profound thing. Yeah. And then when I say, who, who wrote this? And when it says like some general term you know there's like ooh, what's going it seems more mystical for, yeah but for you sure. have don't you have a you have a term that you use yeah i have the a, the traveler, the traveler. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever see something written by the traveler it's brandon <laughs> i've written a few things and i've and i have the traveler i have a, I have uh what's the right word probably but uh i have attributed it to someone called the traveler i'm gonna be the passenger <laughs> <laughs> Like that that song by uh, Iggy Pop. I wasn't aware of that, but is that a song by Iggy Pop? Yeah, like I am the passenger. I just revealed how uncultured I am because I I I only know the name Iggy Pop. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't really know that. Okay. I I anyway, but I just recently started listening to kind of some of of the old punk and Iggy Pop and stuff. Cool. Anyway. But uh, so anyway, so uh, part of the the reason too that they they suspect really that's William Walker Atkinson is because the 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 writing style is similar to another pseudonym that he published later or before. It was a book called The Arcane Teachings. Okay. And it was published prior to nineteen oh nine. This one's nineteen oh eight, but this other one is, didn't have a publication date on it. You know. But then the second edition was published in 1909. Anyway, but it's the way it's I was looking it over today and the way it's written out is is very similar. Like it's got these phrases that are said. Really? You know, it's got these seven principles. They're different, but it's just very, very similar. Interesting. So uh, anyway, so that so that's the, the part about where it comes from. And they never claim that it's that it is. You know that this this whole book this is just explaining, um, te- the 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 yeah. teachings of of or these sayings. What did we say? Uh, aphorisms. Aphorisms. 
basically that that were have been taught and to acquaint people with with the basic hermetic stuff and not so yeah and um, they they, you said it well i won't go further yeah uh i just want to go on have a few things to cover like because whenever we talk about this you hear like a cult yeah and he talked they say occult teachings yeah and what do you think of when you think of a cult my question that i have is is did they think that way back then like today when you hear a cult it's not yeah it's been it's instantly like like what occultic yeah it's devil yeah kind of like stuff. sacrifices or like this witchcraft well, I, I, witchcraft i know and, but i think that this is in the early part of it and it wasn't associated with that so much and then throughout time with people like Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy, the satanic, uh, gosh. Anyway, whatever the other guy is, like all these, the occult mm-hmm. became devil stuff. Yeah. So, but the, the original word occult is in Latin. It's a Roman or a Latin thing. It's occultus and it means hidden, concealed or secret. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, but a cult, you know, shut from view or exposure to cover or eclipse. So that's that's the basic thing. It's not, but we've come to associate it with like blood rituals and yeah, black magic and, and stuff. Uh, and then the term, the name, the Kabbalion, um, like comes from Kabbalah, like is the that, term Kabbalah. So is that the, is that the, uh, at least this is what I, Okay. I guess I'm speculating on where it comes from because I don't know where else. Because I don't think the name means anything that we know, but it's a good guess. I okay. would say that it comes from the word Kabbalah. Well, yeah, th- this is my this is my speculation then, I, I because uh, Kabbalah means received tradition. It's a Hebrew yeah, term. Okay. Uh, it's actually uh, KBL. Yeah. Or Kuf. Kof. Kof Bet Lamed. Lamed. Yeah. You know, those are that's the Cabal. It, yeah, it's pronounced Kabel. Right. Yeah. Um see, so Kabel again means correspondence or, or receptivity or acceptance anyway. Yeah. No, that's so, that's actually um when I first saw the name of it a year ago, I was like I can see that being something you know, and then of course the picture of a triangle or a square and a circle together, it's like, Oh, this is definitely something like this is like a mysticism, you know. Yeah. Well, the the interesting thing is, and we're kind of talk about this is that the Kabbalion though isn't like it has that on the cover and stuff, but they don't go into like no things about numbers, no, or things even about alchemy or anything. It's very it's a very general introduction. So, which is is good because, well, first off, one of the things that I is that this is written by the three initiates. Yeah. Right. And one of the, uh, the thing is, uh, and we talked about it, uh, with the other episode that an, an initiate is not somebody, a master. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what was it? The, the um, is an initiate. The, a, they're not even an adept, like somebody that's been okay. really entered in further into it so there it's a very base level introduction interesting it's not it's not written by the three you're right ma- it's not written by three masters, masters or, or three adepts yeah yeah so 
Interesting. That's I, I thought I was like, oh, that's yeah. Why you know? Not so all, it's not, not only, even claiming not to be. Not only was he not interested in putting his own name on the book, but he wasn't even interested in referring to himself as a. Yeah, he didn't go all. He just said the three initiates because it's just an initiating. Well, maybe to kind of wet your whistle, wet and, your appetite. And for that it. makes sense because there's certain parts that we'll probably get to here. Maybe not this episode, but maybe next where there's references to different what master, like someone who's mastered the, the principle of the mind is all and what kind of things are capable of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like, whoa, like, yeah. dude. Okay. So, um, well, let's get let's get into it. Can I need another drink? Yeah, what do you need? Um, give me one of those Virgils, Rit beers. Oh man! Oh, these are the good ones. Yeah, dude. If you want a good root beer with no sugar, but no no uh, no fake sugar either, right? Or mm-hmm. what do you call it? Man made sugar? I don't know. Artificial. Artificial sweetener. Yeah. Go with Virgil's zero sugar root beer, and it's, it tastes so good. Yeah, I'm not no like, aftertaste or anything. No, it's really good. Mark's right. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm. Virgil should pay me for to say this, but this is really tasty, and the sweetener is erythritol, stevia, and monk fruit. Yeah, all so yeah, no, not even cane. There's no cane sugar. And it, yeah, that's the thing is that it even says. Uh, Erythanol carbs have no calories or effect on blood sugar. That's one of the things about the artificial sweeteners that I've I've recently looked into is that they they can still have effect on your blood sugar. Supposedly, I this is I am not a doctor. I've read. <laughs> don't take any. Don't Mark. Don't depend on Mark for medical advice. <laughs> yeah. If you please are, consult your doctor before. Why, if you are, well, nice knowing you. I guess nice knowing you. Please consult your actual doctor. But anyway, it's a good one. It doesn't have like that aftertaste that you get from stevia or whatever. But mm. you know, hey, you're right. And I think there is stevia is in it, but it doesn't well, have they that put stevia just, taste. Th- th- yeah, I'm saying whatever they do, they they put it very. It's it's, the, it's Virgil's has has nailed it. It's the erythritol. This is we've we've gone off track, but it's the it's the erythritol. So we I buy erythritol from the mm-hmm. store, big old bag of it. And we make passion fruit. Uh, is it passion fruit tea? We make some passion fruit herbal tea, right? Mm-hmm. And I just dump the erythritol into it and mix it up, and it tastes like fruit punch. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yum! I want yeah. some. And hey, so, hey, bring some of that next time. Okay. I want to have like I want to have like a red, <laughs> like a red Kool-Aid stain. Mustache. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll mix, well, I'll mix it, in it, some green tea Tanya's, too. Tanya's been experience, experience, experimenting with different uh, natural sweeteners. You know, like oh. uh, she got a thing of monk fruit that she uses, like you know the. Has she tried it with the troll? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's so, actually pretty good. And it's, so it's, it's interesting, but it, the thing about erythritol is like it sounds like an artificial sweetener. It does. It sounds like a I don't know gasoline what it's from. Yeah, it's like, dude, you you put that in your body. <laughs> Anyways, that was a bonus on our sweeteners, not doctors. Yeah, please consult your doctor if you have any if you need any questions. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this, Mark. Okay, more well, thorough, more thoroughly, I guess. Okay, so, so the, the real introduction, not the, yeah, the not the, the Wikipedia or the 
the yeah. introduction. Like why okay, so this is this is cool because they explain why they even wrote this book. Yeah. Um so they're um I like it the way it starts out is we take great pleasure. And that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, they're super happy. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, whenever I, I listen to this, I was like, wait, is this the actual introduction? I, I wonder if when uh what's his name? William? Williams Walker Atkinson, yeah. William, William Walker, Walker Atkinson. Yeah. I wonder when he wrote the line "We take great pleasure." If he's like, "I got him." Well, they're but, gonna think it's okay. All, <laughs> well, but the, the thing is, is that they say he either wrote it by himself or he had helpers. And that's the thing is, we so actually the, don't know the idea that he did it because of these other two people that influenced him is speculation. You're too. right. You're right. For all we know, they're actually they did collaborate on it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the second paragraph though kind of talks about the purpose. Oh, the purpose of the purpose of the work, right? Yeah, you want to read that? Yeah, the purpose of this work is is not the enunciation of any special philosophy or doctrine, but rather it is to give to the student a statement of the truth. This is this is pretty cool. What they say that will serve to reconcile the many bits of occult knowledge that they may have acquired, but which are apparently opposed to each other and which often serve to discourage and disgust the beginner in the study. Yeah, it's like all this weird stuff. Like, no, you totally it, Yeah, you're just like, well, I'm saying, like, yeah, just weird, occult, especially occult, you know. If you were to pick up, I and I say that because I've done it. If, if I, when I picked up, like, I when I looked into, like, so there's a book that was written before this, I believe. I think it was, I think it was the 1800s. But there's a book. Yeah, it was because there's a book called The Magus. Yeah. And when I was looking at The Magus, I remember being like, what is going on here? These guys are crazy. Yeah. You know? And so I, I, I have the, I, yeah, you're just it, like, it, what is this? Yeah. And so it makes sense. I mean, this, this, that's one of the purposes of the Kabbalion is like, hey, there's a lot of like crazy stuff that if you just go head first into it, it might not be presented in a way for a beginner to kind of really consume it without going crazy. Yeah, you're just like, whoa, this is, you know, a lot of times you're just like, this is freaky, this is out there, or whatever, you know, if... Yeah. And and and, and also, though, not all of it ha- is even part of Correct. it. Correct. So that's the thing. There- Whenever I'm talking about like, like yeah... It's, it's it's fair to say I my I shouldn't most of it is I try not to throw on opinions. I think a lot yeah. of it is hocus pocus. And so this purpose of the Kybalion is to kind of like extract maybe what's not hocus pocus about it. Yeah, or or bring what's it to the real world. Yeah, what's fundamental, what's like what are the basic principles of it? Yeah. So yeah, they he uh our intent is not to erect. This is cool too because it's like this is pretty humble, you know. Oh, very. Much. Our intent is not to erect a new temple of knowledge, but rather to place in the hands of the student a master key. So they're giving you the key, with which he may open the inner doors of the temple of mystery through the main portals he has already entered. So you've already, if you're, if you've know anything about it, you've already kind of are in here looking around, going. Whoa, look, oh, you know, what is that? What, you know, and you can get lost, but they're giving you a master key. That's where, that's where the appeal is on my part. 
Yeah. Is I think right now, every the, let's talk about religion for one second. Everybody wants to present a new temple. Like here's this mega structure. Or this here's is the one where way. all the truth is. Here is like what mm-hmm. you. Here's all your rules and your doctrines and your context that you should live by. It's all found inside of this thing. Yeah. And this is doing the opposite. Like this, we're not prevent. We're not presenting to you any kind of like. What do you say the word was? Temp- new temple of knowledge. Yeah. We're just giving you the key. You kind of take care of it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They just give you a general overview so you can you can investigate which, and go through doors and say, okay, well. Which is which is right away. Now, since we've read several or we've we've we went through most of the hermetic texts. Yeah, we need to go to I think now the one we're like, gonna do is the Asclepius when we're done with this. Yeah. Because that one's sweet. Yeah. And that one's got a lot but of But having gone through what we have and it's like, oh yeah, that's told. This statement right here is totally hermetic. Like, no, here's the key. Yeah, we're not gonna. I'm not giving you the temple. Here's the key. And one of the things too, though, as we go through this, is I'm gonna try to the different things that they talk about. I'm gonna try to find them in the, those hermetic texts. Yeah, like oh, uh, like label them out. Like, oh, here's a re- reference to where yeah the, the different law laws rhythm. if and and if they're not if i can't find them in there i can't find them in there but just to kind of when compare. we were when we were going through it i often would like oh wow here's africa a reference to oh, okay that's good cause and because sometimes you're you know you hear a lot of different things and people are like well this is speculation or whatever or this isn't you know because the 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 philosophical philosophy society oh yeah yeah you know had all these teachings there's all these different helena barvitsky barvitsky you know with the secret doctrine and all this difference there's all these different so it'll be interesting as we go through to kind of find where references are made in in the actual hermetica I think. No, I think that's that's. There's a lot of value in that. Okay, so um, so there there you go. There's a cool little like why even do this? And it's it's that's like an awesome hey, introduction we're not there. we're not you know this is a pretty. They're not claiming to have it, have all the answers, and they they they're the initiates. They're not the masters either. So that's you know. So, so he goes on beginnings. He goes on to say. You know, this is uh, teachings from Hermes mm. Trismegistus, yeah, um, who is also in quotes known as the scribe of the gods. Yes, talks a little bit about Hermes and what happened. You know what he did, right? Yeah, like where he, he came from and and such. Well, so okay, one of the things, real quick, we'll talk because Hermes in Egypt is Thoth. Well, yeah. okay, what happened was that there was Thoth, or Toth, however you say Thoth, it. Yeah. I, I, we'll call him Thoth. Anyway. We're, we're, we're dumb Americans, we'll call him Thoth. Okay. Go ahead. Forgive us, but... <laughs> so, we have Thoth, he is the Egyptian god. Whenever the Greeks came down, to, or yeah. went to Egypt, mm-hmm. they had Hermes, exactly. who was a similar, or they took it from it. You know, somehow... So they they their her their thoth was Hermes, and whenever Alexander went down there and conquered Egypt, um, th- that seems like whenever this Hermes Trismegistus thing came together, is the the kind of Greek and 
Egyptian, you know? Yeah, came uh, together. mixing it together. Yeah. So that seems to... Because, I mean, Would, you wouldn't call it... It wouldn't be Hermes Tres Magistus if it's Egyptian. You know what I'm saying? No, I see. Yeah, that... You know, the name... The thing is, is there's a lot of also... Um, but there's a lot of philosophy and stuff too. Like each Greek philosophy mingled with yeah. Egyptian scripture. There you go. <laughs> but there's no, even but... um like Greek already had so Greek has another god called Asclepius. The Greeks have a god called Asclepius. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that Hermes has a student slash son well, that's from... called Asclepius. And then he has another student slash son called Tat, which is technically the same name as Thoth. Yeah. So it's interesting. Well, I that's what I'm saying. There's it's, some interesting, I, like, I'm not sure if it's like mistakes that were made or if we see if if the puzzle just hasn't been put together completely. But there's it's, there's some interesting uh, relationships there. Like, yeah. Well, who's, who's really it, who? And, well, it's not it's not saying. Well, I'm just I'm just kind of trying to clear up the idea, like. Hermes isn't, you know, it comes from Thoth, who was a man, you know, who became a god. A god. Like, and, but then whenever kind of uh, the Greek and the the Egyptian converge with, you know, with Alexander the Great, and they had, you know, the Library of Alexandria and all that stuff, they were able to converge the whole teachings. Yeah, sure. They, they, they like. Yeah, it, it was compatible the, enough that they said, "Yeah, the, well, they started calling him." Yeah, and that's why you have, that's why you have the name of a Greek god, okay, as the head of an Egyptian mystery cult. Correct. Or yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. So anyway, so uh, but they the so it was Hermes Tres Magistus, you know, uh, who illuminated these teachings. Um, he he was the one that came up with the f- basic fundamental esoteric teachings. Um, he established and taught the master key, which explained and reconciled the divergent views, and planted the seed of truth. Ra- instead of establishing a school of philosophy, so it was cool. These were all secret kind of yeah. things that he passed on from you know. Uh, and we've mentioned, we talked about that too, the whole uh, key versus school. It was kind of appealing to be like, hey, you, you know, we're not going to tell you what you need to believe when you want, you come and you get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, uh, in the, oh wait, you, you have a different book than me. Um, looking for a different page, a page number or something? Yeah, well, there's a part where it says these men have never. Yeah, I got it. We're going to read that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These men have never sought popular approval, nor numbers of followers. They are indifferent to these things, for they know how few there are in each generation who are ready for the truth, and who would recognize it if it were presented presented to them. See, so that's just what you're saying about the whole idea of this isn't, you don't establish a church of this. This is more teacher to student. And yeah. it's for... You know, and that's why something like a basic understanding of this might lead to to further teaching, but might not. I don't know what I'm saying there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, they re and they reserve strong meat for men, while others furnish the milk for babes. So yeah, yeah. So the whole pearls before swine kind of thing. Exactly. So this is the page that actually, actually this is I think where Ian. Oh, maybe it's not. I mean, I remembered one of the things my son came and talked to me. Oh, here it is. This very it says uh, the pre the previous the end of the previous paragraph says. Um, Fed by pure ministers of love, let not the flame die out. So there's also a discussion of like how there's always been somebody. Yeah, it's to been passed pass this on. around. Yeah, yeah, pass this down. Yeah, and, and so that's one of the things that my son was looking at as like, hey, what does it mean the flame not die out? And we talked about it like, well, you know, in you know, theoretically or in a philosophical way. You know, if you don't let the flame go out, you're keeping the 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 light there in some way. Well, yeah, it's the idea of okay, you have a candle, and I have a candle's. Your yours is lit, so in order to get mine lit, I have to ha use your flame and pass it on. Then I can pass it on to somebody else. I wonder as it if, burns as yours burns out, mine still is burning, and I can. You know what I'm saying? You know, I wonder if the there's a in the New Testament, one of the Jesus's teachings was, I think it might have been in. Don't hide your thing. Yeah. Would you Would you light a candle and or would you hide your candle? Would you light a candle under a bushel? You know, like would you light? Would you snuff your candle out? No, you would let you would you would let you would light the house. Yeah, know? let your light so shine that. Um... So there's a there's a there's that's a. How does it go? I don't know. Gosh, we just, would you? I think the, the what I'm remembering though is would you let would you, um, basically, light your candle under a bushel, which is basically just like putting 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 a little lid on the candle and letting it go out. Would you snuff it out? No, you wouldn't. Uh, I thought it was well. You would light. I always thought it was a, under a bush. Like if if you lit the oh. your candle under oh. a bush, it turned into a flame. Uh, burning bush. <laughs> no, I, had, I remember years ago but, looking at what bushel meant. But oh, yeah. okay. And so, uh, but yeah, it's like a city on a hill can't be hid is part of that too. Where it's like you you can't hide it. People are gonna see it. And so here's the question: we we've known we've read that you know we're both we both come from a Christian background. We've seen that we've had that read to us before. We've read that in the in the Bible before. Mm -hmm. Um, the question is is like. It's interesting to look back at it now in hindsight and go, well, Jesus kind of, was he kind of like hermetic in a way? His teachings? Oh, you gosh. Know? Yeah. Well, you know, the more I read about stuff, the more I'm like, I think about those different things. I'm like, whoa, that, yeah, this is totally not, you're, because you're, you're raised one way to think, you with know, the, that these the are original, they but they're, that they're also original and, they're not necessarily i'm not saying that they're not but you're like whoa this is, wait that's what he meant you know like that's an old aphorism right there yeah he's referring to an aphorism that goes back to like egypt yeah you know it's not he didn't just like make make that up and like oh well, my gosh, even, how profound like even, even though it was profound yeah even ancient hebrew t you know teachings and stuff a lot of things he said were predated him yeah totally. remember when we talked about the the uh oh gosh the there's that prayer in the book of adam and eve yeah that was our father who you know the mm -hmm. uh 
what is that the was it, was there a name for it? The Lord's Prayer. Yeah. You know, uh, in one form, for, it was. But called. it was, it was, it was another. It was, it was an old. Yeah. Hebrew prayer. I don't remember the name for. It was a name for I, it. But here, it was my a, last. Anyway. Well, can we pull it out? Yeah, just while while we're thinking about, <laughs> might as well. But it's 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 it predated. Uh-huh. Yeah, remember, lost remember books that? of the Bible. It predated. Um, Christ and you're just like wait what I never why didn't I ever hear that I mean not not that it is that important well that's of, right and what happened was the Kaddish prayer and what happened Kaddish. what happened was Christians Christians took it and kind of added some Christian yeah Christianity into it right yeah yeah our Father who art in heaven be gracious unto us O Lord our God hallowed be thy name and let the remembrance of thee be glorified in heaven above and in the earth below. Let thy kingdom reign over us now and forever. You know, thy kingdom come. come thy, the holy men of old said, remit and forgive unto all whatsoever they have done unto me. You know, so, uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil thing. For thine is the kingdom and thou shalt reign in glory forever and forevermore. Amen. So that's, you know, Amen, Does that Mark. sound familiar? Amen, Mark. You're welcome. <laughs> but that 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 so I mean, and that that's part of the thing that I like about this is that you can see all the teachings of all these different religions. You can you're like, wait, that's where part of that is. That's, yeah, they, and they, it's all it dawns on you. It you you become aware of like, wow, that's old. Yeah, that these are old things. This and, is not like just like a modern thing. This is old stuff. Yeah, the idea is that that this is taught in Egypt. That country uh, people came from all over the place. Where is it? Um, from you know like Greece, uh, India, India. All you know, all East. came to China. Even there, yeah. you know, this is the claim in the in yeah. in the introduction. And they, you know, and also the Egyptians, and this is kind of goes along with Graham Hancock and stuff, you know, traveled Thoth and Hermes, yeah. you know, uh, traveled the world and taught these, the, tra- the traveler, the traveler like your name, but they, tra- <laughs> they traveled the world and taught these things. So that's why, that's why, and that's, uh, you'll find so many similarities in different religions across the world, even though they were separated by millions of miles and that's or not by thousands a, of miles that's the theory oh, mark that was like i like how you you put a spin on that so really if i could give you if i could like embarrass you for a minute that was profound the way that you spun that together yeah yeah, yeah good right. job mark good job right. the thing is is what what you said just now what i haven't really thought about yet is that flame that's mentioned here in the Kabbalion, the flame that does is always always was always alive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wasn't necessarily just alive in one place. That flame was past. That flame was there was some flicker of that flame, and it was traveling around the world. Yeah. And so we today look back and we can see remnants, small little, small little uh, examples of that flame in all in all different cultures around the world. And we go, wow, how what how co- what's it? What a coincidence or. How can how interesting you know that that these has happened to kind of ref, they, these people happen to be referring to the same things and have the same kind of like notions and concepts 
And really what, what it is is just evidence of that flame that's always been... It's burning the world. The Traveler. It's Dude. always been around somewhere. Yeah. So Deep, anyway, Mark, this is that, that's, so that's the idea. And that's, but part of the reason that it's not so well known is because it's occult teachings, Correct. occult and, and hidden by, by nature, because you don't just give it out. And, that, and here we go in several of the texts. Think about it. Tat has to come to Hermes and say, Hey, I need to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Tat had to beg. Yeah. And and then Hermes would say a few things and Tat would be like, What are you or you're making no sense to me? And so even then the teachings are so like occult that you don't want to just like they're said in parables sometimes. Yeah. yeah. They're said in like, hey, well, you can have to figure it out yourself. I'll give you some clues. Once again, we're going back to the whole Jesus thing or many other yeah. many oh, yeah. other Jesus, teachers yeah, that's, throughout that's, history. He even said that that's where okay. The Actually, pearl Jesus behind. even says because his his disciples come up to him and they say, "Dang, I wish," you, but they're like, "Why are you telling these stories?" Like, yeah, I you know, and like they're kind of what, yeah. Why don't you gosh. just like why don't you just like spell it out for us? Yeah, why why are you telling it like this way? And he's like, because those who have understanding will understand. Let those who have ears to hear we'll, we'll will hear. hear. Those who don't are just going to hear a nice story. That's okay. There's the okay the um, the Kabbalion. They okay says says where follow the footsteps of the master. The ears of those ready for his teachings are wide open and. When the ears of the student are ready to hear, then cometh the lips to fill them with wisdom. Master, master teacher. The lips of wisdom are closed except to the ears of understanding. Deep, so man. that's basically, that's what Jesus, was, that's what he said. That's what oh, Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. That's what he said. <laughs> so there's another line in the beginning here that I want to make sure that, I think we've already alluded to it or even like just briefly mentioned it. But there, I can't. Maybe you might have it marked. I didn't mark what you marked. But just, there's a line here but... that's pretty much a rewording of "Don't cast your pearls before the swine." Yeah, yeah. That's, that was where we were just reading. Where, what does it say? Uh, they reserve their pearls of wisdom for the few elect. They um, reserve their pearls of wisdom for the few elect. Yeah. Who oh yeah. Recognize their value and who instead wear of them. casting them before the materialistic vulgar swine, yeah, like who this. would trample them in the mud and mix them with their disgusting mental food. <laughs> <laughs> it, it keeps on going. Like, but still, these men have never forgotten or overlooked. Oh, okay, no, it doesn't. Original, <laughs> but their disgusting mental food. Anyway, okay. One of the things that the uh, the Kabbalion. Okay, the the term the Kabbalion, or the these quote these little aphorisms or yeah maxims yeah or axioms axioms <laughs> whatever you want to call them these little like when the ears of the student are ready to hear then come at the lips to fill them with wisdom are s- supposed to have been part of those things that are handed down from teacher to student these sayings to teach them these things the one of the things is that they're not written in a book it's kind of a weird little you know what i'm saying 
Do you, yeah, no, I do. Like, yeah, I do. It's, they're um, saying, they, they quote that and they say, the Kabbalion, uh, which teaching is stated in the Kabbalion as follows. And then they give the aphorism or the... Well, because I guess we didn't, maybe we didn't clarify that when we first I know, first started actually this. I wanted to talk about Okay, that. so yeah. the Kabbalion as written here by the three initiates is a modern version of what is internally claimed was there there's oh there there is an there is a notion that there was a Kabbalion before as well and that this is just basically a summary of what it used they don't it's lost there's no Kabbalion today like you can't find the Kabbalion in some like museum somewhere. Yeah, that's what I was because I was all looking. I was like, "Where is this originally?" And actually, some of the things I've never read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Yeah, have you? No, or listened to it or no. because the apparently the law of that is in there. Yeah, the law of correspondence apparently comes from the Emerald Tablet of Thoth. I mean that that saying. That actual saying. Oh, so as was, above, so below. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just listening to something where they had mentioned that that comes from. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so where is this written? And that's the thing is, which leads me to believe, and I'm going to mention the Bible again, right? <sighs> yeah. Because what, once you go into these things, you start to like see like the, the relations to everything else. There's a... Several parts in like the Old Testament I I know of, where there's a con there's this there's this concept of written on the tables of their hearts, right? Yeah, and I think that I don't think from what we know, we have like you know Dead Sea Scrolls are found. We we come across many texts that were once considered lost. Yeah, the well, that, oh, that, that's is found. The thing. We see a bunch of texts okay. that were once lost. Real quick. Part of the thing with the, the, uh, what, when I was talking about the, the Greek mingled with the Egyptian kind of thing is that the, uh, it wasn't until 1940, the 40s or whatever, whenever the, um, Nag Hammadi, Nag Hammadi library was discovered that they actually found out that it did it was from egypt or was from that area the the uh that hermetic stuff came from there because oh yeah sure they, sure. they thought it was, it seemed like they thought it was kind of a renaissance thing yeah so this, you, you have know, your um what i'm saying you have your uh can't remember the guys the guy that we the first version of the hermetic text that we are reading from i can't remember his name copenhaver no or uh before, mead yeah. mead yeah you know, Mead was writing these. He was writing. He was he was doing his research in the early 1900s. Yeah, he had no idea. Yeah, that was. Bit... He had no idea that in the, when they found when they would end up finding Nakamati 20 years later. Yeah, he but he had you know it was traditionally linked to Egypt. Yeah, but there was no Evidence actual proof. Yeah, so people there was a lot of kind of spec or not speculation, but like oh yeah sure you know they're just they're just they're just inserting Egyptian stuff into here to make it look like Correct. ancient. Correct. You know, kind of like you you write the three initiates, you know, to make it seem like ooh totally. You know, I mean not yeah, but that wasn't that and we. So what, a, it, what an awesome thing when that happened, right? Because a lot of people were validated. Yeah, like, because oh, there you. was there was in that in that one book there was there was uh, three different hermetic. Things the Asclepius, uh, the the eight and nine, uh -huh. the eight 
leads to nine or whatever it is uh, that and then another one i don't remember what it was but yeah so there's all kinds of anyway wait um, why, so why was well, anyways because the reason why he said that because i was mentioning how you know we find nakamati we find the dead sea scrolls you know these treasure troves of of texts have been found mm-hmm. there's no kaibalian though we no yeah, like, yeah yeah we don't have an old manuscript of an old kaibalian yeah which leads me to believe that if it did exist it was only word of mouth word of mouth and from, it, from well, teacher to student it became it was only okay that kind of what thing. are what are those things that you say don't look a gift horse in the mouth like what's that called uh cliche okay these they the it almost seems like some, these things became kind of a cliche where the deep meaning of them were lost you know okay yeah and they just were something that you'd say so they want to explain hey kind of bring the deeper meaning back to them yeah like, here's what here's the here's the basics of the fundamentals yeah of what they mean like if you think of don't look a gift horse in the mouth and you know it's like well you we say it and we know what it means you know don't take somebody gave you a gift don't take it for granted but the whole why a gift horse like the horse you look you whenever what the way you can tell the age of a horse is to look at its teeth I didn't, and how badly, I never realized that <laughs> how badly they're you know they're worn down and stuff so if somebody so. gives you a gift a horse for a gift don't look the gift horse in the mouth. Just take it, accept Get it, and it. say thank you. You're you're not you're not going to sit there and check and oh well this wow you you gave me an old horse. Got it. That makes that's a, that that statement that <laughs> phrase means a lot more now. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes from something, and that's what this is like. These common kind of phrases about you know cyclical nature and stuff. It's it be, it becomes something in culture different from what it originally meant. Meant. So I'm not sure if this counts, but I thought of it just now. I'm not sure this counts for one of those things. What do you call them? A cliche. So I'm. Not, does this count as one? You are what you eat. Is that was that one? Yeah. Okay. Just not as profound. Well, it might. No, it's it's, well, it's true though. As, but it doesn't have as much of an interesting background as the horse in the mouth. Like well, yeah, it's just, mouth, you're like be if you if you say something. We just say that though. We don't know. You know, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I found out what that meant. I was like. That's crazy. Well, and we even say them wrong. Yeah. Like today, oh, you are what you eat. It's like, not really. But I see what the what the original meaning to that meant. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them. So, um, Though I wouldn't mind being Virgil's. You are what you drink. Virgil's. You are what you drink, man. You are what you drink. That must mean I'm totally awesome. Yeah, Dude, zero sugar... But, um, okay, so anyway, um, so there's this weird kind of idea, or there's no book that it comes from. Yeah. Like you it, said, like they say, then they say that, that these have been kept secret, like, and that's part of the reason that there isn't a book about them, um, that they were just like from teacher to student, just like Hermes passed on, elaborated to tap. Like, okay, you really want to know? And they Let me give you some, yeah, details. but they were general enough sayings that if somebody heard it as a regular yeah. person, they'd be like, oh, that's interesting, that's cool, yeah. you know, as above, so below, you know, like what or whatever, you know. So they'd, they'd hear it and they wouldn't, you know, like a parable where you're like, that's a cool story, but it's got a deeper meaning if you look into it. 
or if you're part of it. Um, and uh, so that's one of the, the, and also that's one of the big reasons that we didn't, uh, haven't heard about it. And also it was repressed by other religions. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it's bad news. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, cause th- there's the, uh, anyway. Um, so other religions came in and would wipe it out or they would, they would adapt some of it to get their followers kind of like Christ- maybe possibly Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they took some of the, the, the beliefs and put them in there so that like, look, look, yeah. it's here, you know? Well, would you, like if you were a i'm not saying that religious religious leaders are crooked i don't think they are i think pretty much every like i think today i think they I, believe what yeah they, i truly i think they truly believe it okay yeah, yeah there's but there's the idea you were conspiracy to, like, stuff where where oh they're they're just they know they're lying no, yeah, no i think no, no. i think people generally believe what they're doing you know and they're just missing you know and they're, like, they're doing the best they can with the faith that they believe they need to have, right? Yeah. But anyways, with that aside, if you were to like, if you were to become aware that there's these teachings that will like enable you to like really live a good life and to understand life and to like progress without having to like go through all the religion crap, you know, like some people have to go through, whether you like it or not, you know, like ritualist rituals or all the different like rules or in all the different contexts you have to know about. If you were to become aware that like, you know, that there's a there are some fundamental principles that all these religions all kind of share or become or, or at least are aware of mm-hmm. and that and that are like the foundation. I think that that's a good reason to like kind of like push something away. Like, well, no, let's not enable the people, the peasants to really not need us anymore. You know, like, yeah, because, because, well, but I, I know I understand, but it's kind of the idea of this, this temple has been, er, of, of this religion has been erected and, you know, so they, it just naturally happens with religion yeah, is the, that the, is that you you get rules and they're fault you know all this stuff. But even the good and the well-meaning people would be like, "Hey, the thing is, is like you you're 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 trying to do this without needing God." Oh yeah, like the reliance well, on God at the very end is a, is actually, a reason to keep people you, dumb. You know what I think? Uh, I think the biggest the biggest reason that this isn't. I know there's the hidden thing, there's the persecution thing, there's the, you know, uh, all these, there's the teacher to student thing, there's the non-establishment of a, you know, of a central religion. But I think the hardest part about this pot is that, that it's a lot of work. Possibly. I haven't done the work, so I don't know, but it seems like it's kind of like meditation or something, or, you know, if you were to become a monk. It's it's or you know or try to get enlightenment. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's actual work. Monks. It's a lot of giving different. credit to the monks out there. I hope you're listening, monks. It's a well, hard I'm life. Saying, it's a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, it's but not the, easy. You're not well, lazy. Well, I'm saying so. That's one of the reasons it isn't passed. You know, isn't popular because 
it's easier it's easy to or not easy i'm not but to have a church you know where you go in like and you have the rights and you have your confessions and sure. and whatever and you read the the from the scriptures you know on, yeah. on sun, let's just say sunday you know so you do that and then you just go about the rest of your week you know and and take some of the teachings you know and try to do you know something good and yeah. whatever but you're not immersing yourself in it totally so it's a i'm saying this this is like a way deeper thing where you're oh, yeah. working on your mind and like trying to raise it up and and oh you're totally right i totally yeah. right. I, I know what you're saying now and so I, that's I totally that's, agree. that's probably the main reason it's it is so not known is because it's not it's not a layman's religion yeah I, uh, so. you're totally right about that it's funny i had never considered it that way mark but it's you're right it's like yeah this is not um for people who just want to like not do anything yeah <laughs> you're right yeah yeah it's well true. it's kind of you know think about the egyptian religion first they they had had you know it was for the kings and stuff and they put it in their the temples like the all the different things you had to do okay and then later it started becoming more common and they would write like the book of the dead you know like reg more upper class people were able to get their own copy of it so that yeah. they could know everything that they okay. you know needed to do after death and then like we know with the uh what are those called the uh the circle they hypercephaly or yeah hypercephaly. hypercephalies like they were they were just small discs discs yeah are written on you know that they would put on their that when you were buried on your pillow ends you know these paper or papyrus discs and they would have everything like a a cheat sheet of every not a cheat sheet but yeah but like like just here's your, here's your yeah you here's everything you life. need to know you know yeah. that you need to know this god's name or you know your your name you know all this different stuff your name <laughs> like here's your name well your your new name new name and sure. stuff and and these different how to get how to go by and the different things to say to different gods to to make it through no, that's a good point I, so it was it it kind of became like a out to the general thing and whenever it goes to the general public it becomes more generic and not as um, I I think I'm beating a I dead I'm beating a dead horse. That's a good one. What is, can you explain what the de- what the origins of that? Um... I'm pretty sure it's about hitting a horse that's dead that it's not going to do anything. <laughs> it's not going to move any more than it's already has. <laughs> so that's my, another one though. There you go. I, that, I I just use that just regular. Are you aware of like? Do you have? I mean, I'm not going. That's a dumb question. I, who's not aware? Have you ever like messed around with like? Uh, an Alexa device or a Google Home device or something, right? How you can like talk to it and it'll you can program things, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Siri, maybe. Yeah, yeah. A personal assistant. Well, I have I made one a while back. Is basically I just say like I, I I give the summoning name for Google, and I say beat a dead horse, and it puts on a timer for ten minutes. So okay. I have ten minutes to to rant about what You're I'm like, gonna rant about, and then it goes off. But the, you know what the thing is, if you, if you haven't noticed, listeners or our viewers, this is I'm like the student, and Mark is the teacher. Like, I just want to thank you, Mark, for this. is really deep. Whatever. This is really deep. 
Okay. Okay, let's go on. Anyway, let's so continue. they, uh, but just real quick, uh, part of the establishment was the neophytes. So tell me what you got about that, because I never... I, I don't know. It was, oh. uh, I, I think it was in here where it was. It's just part of the the the, the progression. You know the, why why it's not known so much because you had to be first first be somebody who wanted to learn it. Yeah, and then you'd be kind. You'd be get the general stuff kind of like tat you know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining tat things. right now yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying you, you know where and uh, where he's taught the general sermons yeah. and we've, we've talked about this a couple you know so this is very hermetic yeah you know uh, uh and then you become a hierophant i'm not sure how you pronounce I think that that's, but yeah uh, i believe it. whatever way you say i believe it hiero's son hiero's son yeah yeah anyway and then an adept so you're you're moved higher up um, to where you're being taught the deeper things. I don't yeah. know where probably where Tat was in the last one. That's interesting, huh? How because how many times did Tat have to go back and say yeah. and ask for more? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, further, further light, further light knowledge. Yeah, that's that uh, his dad promised. Remember, he yeah. said, "Dad, you you said when we come down the yeah. mountain that we're gonna." You know, yeah, anyway, totally. no, so, I, I so, it. so, it, and then you be, so it become a master. So it's, it's a process, you know, it's kind of like maybe, I don't know about Masonics or whatever, but they have different levels and, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. you, somebody, just cause somebody's in the Masonic lodge, I guess. I actually, I don't know a lot of, I don't know about, Masonic but doesn't mean that they're either. the top people, whatever. So. Yeah. I think they're called degrees, right? 30. They yeah, thirty-two like, degrees, degrees or something, or thirty-three. I don't know. <laughs> thirty-two. I don't know. I think that's. I thought the same number too, but that might be a different. It, what was that band? Ninety-eight degrees. I don't remember. I, I think so. <laughs> were they master masons? <laughs> they were ninety-eight degrees. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there you go. There's there's a basic overview of of what this is or what this claims to be. Yeah. So should we go? Thank you by that, by the way. That was really, yeah, that was really exhaustive. More exhaustive than I prepared. That was really exhausting. Yeah.